This is a Dynamic Network podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Max Destruction Podcast. Uh, today, I am rocking the solo gig. So for all you you call those tactics fans, uh, this will remind you a little bit of that. Um, not only because I'm by myself, and normally you have to pay extra for that sort of thing, uh, but I'm also reviewing a film. Uh, today, we are rev- reviewing First Blood Rambo. Uh Dustin, unfortunately, could not make it this week. Uh, He and I are both traveling for work. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to steal away some time, uh, and Dustin didn't. Uh, He doesn't care about you as much as I do, obviously. Uh, Now, Dustin's Dustin's doing good work on his his side, and uh, we can't wait to get back together after the season break to uh, bring you guys some more kick-ass podcasts. But today is about you guys. Um, this is the last episode of this season, uh, and we both found it fitting to review the film that really kind of started it all for most of us when it comes to the action hero genre, right? Uh, of course, we're talking about First Blood, the first Rambo film. Um, so the way I'm going to break this episode down is a little different than normal. Uh, we, we will be having the tale of the coconut oil, uh, but it's going to look a lot more like the five W's. Again, reference for all you, you call those tactics fans. Um, I'm going to go through a little bit of the story breakdown, uh, discuss some of the tactics that were utilized, uh, because again, if it's just me, this is what you get. Um, and then we'll probably just call it a day. So it's probably going to be a short episode. Geo is not going to be involved. Uh, of course, Geo is resting and recuperating from his latest bout uh, with the insurance adjusters after that Matrix ro- uh, ro- Robocop fight. Uh, I can't talk today. Um, but uh, just me, guys. So why don't we go ahead and take it away with the tale of the coconut oil. All right, guys, we are reviewing First Blood 1982. Um, it is, I would say, the best-rated Rambo film of them all, uh, scoring an 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, if you're like me, you don't put a ton of stock in Rotten Tomatoes, especially with the newer stuff coming out. Uh, however, their critic scores for some of these older films really kind of add up, and I would agree that uh, it is... It is a film more about suspense, loss, uh, determination, and the, the, the time period uh, of when Rambo came home, uh, more so than the action. Like, you get the action on the second part, but it's interwoven in with a story that's just incredible, and we'll get to that in a few. Uh, it was directed by Ted Kotchoff. Uh, I think he directed uh, a few of the Rambo films. I know Sly Stallone took over for... Uh, directing uh, at Rambo 2, or I'm sorry, Rambo 3. Um, but it is it is pretty legit that uh, he went to uh, Mr. Kachev to, to direct 
Uh, he also directed uh, Uncommon Valor. So very much a of the of the time kind of guy when it came to Vietnam and Korea. Uh, let's say story tropes. Um, of course, it is starring uh, Sylvester Stallone, Brian Dennehy, uh, and Richard Crenna. Um, they, there's not really a ton of standout characters from this. Um, of course, we're talking about Rambo, the sheriff, and uh, Colonel Troutman. Everybody else is just kind of next to or to the right of. Uh, there's some pretty interesting kind of cameos before their time. So, of course, David Caruso was in this, uh, playing Mitch, one of the deputies. Of course, David Caruso from CSI Miami uh, and uh, of the TV ilk. Uh, we have uh, Michael Talbot, who played uh, Balford, who was like the main bad guy. Who really kind of started everything off with this film? Uh, he, of course, is from Miami Vice uh, and National Lampoon's uh, Vacation. Um, it was filmed uh, pretty much on location in the uh, Pacific Northwest, um, which really it, it brought it all together. You could tell that it was not filmed on a soundstage, so of course everything nowadays is. Uh, so the the scenery itself is a character in the film. Uh, it really brings home the fact that Rambo's by himself doing all the stuff that he's doing um, and that he is having to deal with the elements as much as the characters that are chasing him. Uh, so with that out of the way, why don't we go ahead and break down the film? So, of course, the film opens up with John Rambo looking pretty disheveled uh, in an old army green jacket. And I know I broke it down a little bit during the first episode of Max Destruction when I worked with Adam uh, pitting Rambo against Dutch. Um, but I really, really want to bring home that at this time period in the United States – Veterans coming home from Vietnam were looked at as the lowest of the low. I mean, these are guys that I mean couldn't afford to get out of the, being drafted to go to a war that they didn't necessarily want to go to but fought anyways. Um, and I know as a current active duty soldier and, and a war veteran, I did not have to deal with any of the vitriol that these guys did, um, which is one of the reasons why it's important to thank your veterans and don't just thank them for their service. Like every, you know, it's something a lot of people like to say, really stop and thank them, especially those Vietnam vets. They had to put up with more bullshit than probably anybody else in history. Uh, the fact that they got shot at and their buddies died and uh, on a routine basis to come home to be spit on is, is a little ridiculous. And I'm glad that we kind of figured out where we went wrong as a uh, country. Um, so, yeah. Um, so moving on, uh, Rambo goes to find the family of one of his buddies uh, he was deployed with in Vietnam uh, to find out that he died of cancer. Uh, unfortunately, this seems to be the running uh, of his life, really. Um, the fact that everybody seems to either be dying of cancer or in jail or, you know, just not being able to make it on the outside. Um, you'll see later in the film Rambo, not necessarily the most well-adjusted person on earth, but, you know, he's really trying uh, to live uh, a normal-ish life again, get back on his feet. Unfortunately for him, he started walking through the wrong town where Brian Dennehy Sheriff picks him up 
uh, and does everything he can to get him out of town. He doesn't want any of the, you know, homeless looking veterans walking around disturbing his nice, clean, pristine town, uh, ends up arresting him for vagrancy, uh, taking him to jail, uh, where there's just this deputy that is the worst human being on earth and sets Rambo off. I mean, uh, again, this film really focuses on the mental illness portion of these veterans coming back. Rambo, it's like up to 11 because he was a POW uh, for in a Viet Cong uh, prison uh, where he was tortured and beaten and stabbed and electrified and made to lay in his uh, own filth. Uh, and then to have these people for no reason mess with him uh and set him off uh, really just kind of uh, it, it it showed how little people knew about what they had to go through uh and unfortunately for rambo uh and really this town uh, they found out real quick uh what happens when somebody just lets loose uh and has no real ability of, of bringing themselves back um, from the brink. Uh, so Rambo escapes. Uh, he is able to get into the mountains via probably one of the coolest scenes you've seen uh, on a motorcycle up until this point. Uh, he takes a dirt bike up uh, and does some ridiculously cool stunts. Uh, Stallone himself said that this was probably the most fun he had uh, when working on a film when it came to stunts. This point of his career, obviously, he you know punched it to 11 with all the subsequent Rambo films and Rocky and all the other films that he did after the fact to really kind of continue the, the competition with Schwarzenegger. Uh, but in this film, the stunts were realistic. I mean, they, they, the fact that, you know, he got hurt, uh, and he bled and you could see the pain in his, in his face and his body when he would get, you know, smacked by a tree while falling out off a cliff. Uh, it was very much realistic, uh, and very well done. Uh, so Rambo makes it into the woods, uh, ends up, uh, fighting with the deputy that set him off who fell out of a helicopter um, and died subsequently. Uh, unfortunately for Rambo, this sets the sheriff off even further uh, and, you know, continues to try to bring Rambo to justice. Uh, of course, this is a film that shows his survival knife, uh, obviously not as big and flashy as subsequent films, but the combat knife became Rambo's knife in this movie. Finally, uh, Rambo, you know, fights off the National Guard guys that are there. Uh, he doesn't kill any of them. He just lets them know that there's a very real possibility that uh, everyone there is trapped with him uh, to steal the Rorschach line. Uh, you're, you're not I'm not trapped in here with you. You're all trapped in here with me kind of thing. Uh, he uses concealment and cover. Uh, and traps to uh, get people off of his scent, dogs off of his scent. Uh, he ends up getting blown into a mine by a bazooka from a trigger-happy National Guardsman. Um, and uh, this is when Colonel Troutman, of course, shows up to try to help talk him down, quote-unquote, uh, with the sheriff. Uh, of course, the sheriff still wants him dead. 
So he doesn't let up even after Trump. And it's like, no, seriously, guy, he will kill everybody in this town with, and then you at the end, if you don't stop screwing around with him, um, you hear for the first time, you know, the anguish that Rambo feels, not just with where he is in life, um, but that he's lost everyone. He's lost everyone and anyone that he cared about, you know, all of his battle buddies, uh, that he had fought and, and, and died for, uh, were all gone. Uh, so it was just him and Troutman left, uh, Troutman tried to talk him down, didn't work. Uh, Rambo ends up going and stealing a half ton truck. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, a deuce and a half. So it's actually two and a half ton truck. Um, and, uh, was, is able to finagle a M60 machine gun, which is the pig, which is an awesome machine gun. And unfortunately no longer a part of our, uh, inventory in the army, but probably one of the cooler machine guns that the army used, uh, heavy in Vietnam, um, finds his way back to the sheriff's office where he then starts to lay waste to the town, blowing up the gas station, you know, trying to bait the sheriff in. Of course the sheriff does, uh, and Rambo ends up killing him. Um, and at the end when Troutman comes to let him know, like you will die, uh, you killed law enforcement you have fought with national guardsmen that they are going to kill you and the only way out is with me uh you get the coolest monologue uh from rambo talking about how the war isn't over nothing is over he is still there regardless of where he is physically he is still in the fight and he can't turn it off uh, of course, the film ends with him being let out and finally captured and taken into custody. Um, and then you get every film that comes after. Um, that's kind of the, the nuts and bolts synopsis of the film. Uh, tactically, I mean, there's a, there's a ton of stuff in there that, you know, special forces guys would have been using, you know, traps and, and snares and uh, getting things off of his scent, uh, using the trees and using everything that was in his surroundings to live. Uh, and according to Colonel Troutman, being able to eat things that would make a billy goat puke, which is a terrifying picture to have in your head, but also cool at the same time. Um, it, I really want under people to understand this film Whilst it started a franchise that, I mean, was gone on for 40 plus years uh, with the last one, Last Blood, uh, coming out in 2018, I think, 2019, um, showing Rambo at his oldest, but still a badass. Um, This film was about how a veteran in a situation that was not in his control, uh, who then had to deal with all of extra pressures that nobody should have um, could react uh, if pushed to the breaking point. Uh, And unfortunately for the people in this film, uh, they found that out in spades with Rambo going off. Um, it, it, It really harkens people to a visceral place where think about your worst day and some guys that have been in combat have had to live that for, you know, 
years, every single day. And how does one try to reclaim who or what they were before they had to live with that? Uh, and what kind of toll does that take on you um, mentally uh, and not just physically? Um, again, probably the greatest action film there has ever been made uh, as far as one that makes you think that's not just about the blood and the guts, even though there's a ton of that, um, but one that is there and designed to tell a story um, and one that continues to do so today. Uh, I know it, you know, me personally, I, I, I've never had to go through what Rambo did, but I, I, I have been to war. So I, I do understand leaving a piece of yourself uh, somewhere else uh, and then trying to come home and pick up the pieces. Uh, luckily time has been better for most veterans uh, there's way more resources out there now, and um, public support for veterans is still high, uh, which is good. Uh, we should never forget those that would be willing to go and sacrifice themselves uh, for others. Uh, I, I know I served so that other people wouldn't have to, uh, and I still do so to this day. Uh, and if you ask pretty much any veteran that has served in any capacity, they would tell you the same thing. Uh, most people joined not just for the patriotism, uh, you know, whether it's free college, free health care, a job to keep you out of jail. Um, but once you're in and once you become part of something greater than yourself, you understand that serving is not just putting the uniform on and being paid by the government and having free health care and all that. Serving is becoming the best you that you can be to complete a job that not a ton of people can um, and understanding that at any time your life could be forfeit for your country and that a ton of people still feel that way. Uh, so again, long way of saying go thank a veteran that you know, guys, uh, appreciate them. Uh, buy him a beer. Uh, I, I know I personally like it. Uh, I usually never accept and give it to somebody else. Um, but when I have the time, I like to go to the VFWs and American Legions to go hang out with the old Korean and Vietnam vets, World War II vets that are still around, and just listen to their stories. Um, you would be surprised how much you can make somebody's day just by sitting and going, hey, tell me about yourself. You know, don't don't ask stupid questions, but tell you know, ask ask them how they are, ask them what they did, um, and they usually are all than too happy to uh, tell you about that and all the hijinks they got into. All right, so that's me off my soapbox, guys. That is going to bring to the end of today's episode. Again, it's just me, so just be talking for about twenty minutes about a film that I love. Uh, I don't think there's a probably more fitting way of finishing off this season um, because it really all kind of started as a dream of being able to, you know, watch movies and tell people about it. Uh, I want to thank Dustin uh, as my co-host uh, for the last 18 episodes. Uh, dude, you, you have been rocking it and I can't wait to continue rocking it with you. 
Uh, we give each other shit, but it's out of respect for each other, which is great. Uh, of course, Marvelous Joe uh, and Johnny DC of the Dynamic Duel. You guys have been uh, the best uh, network buddies that anyone could ask for with the amount of help and support. And, of course, the listeners, uh, because if you guys weren't listening, I would just be talking into a microphone uh, and no one would really give a shit. Uh, so thank you guys for continuing to do so. Uh, over the next couple of weeks, we will not be uh, putting out our weekly episodes. That will be the small little rants. Uh, and then we are picking back up the first week of October with our Halloween duels uh, with me and maybe a few guest hosts. So, guys, I appreciate it. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you on the flip side.